India has found a way to be an integral part of almost every place around the world. If all of a sudden they decided to change, let's begin Operation Curry and just shut everything down. Amazon, truck drivers, Tim Hortons, all of Brampton would go ghost mode. And not only that, but dude, Indians have like the hardest work ethic. They're almost supernatural. Dude, man, I was once talking to a, an Indian guy. Named, his name is Mr. Singh. And I was like, hey, man, how, how, many, how many hours work this week? And he's like, what are you talking about, brother? Brother, I work all the hours, 24 hours. These guys are machines. They will work 24 hours, no washroom breaks. How do you defeat that? I think in the long term, India is going to slowly, slowly going to creep into number one. And, you know, we're all going to we're all going to be under the great Indian empire. Personally, I don't mind it. I love curry. I love tikka masala. I love butter chicken. I don't mind. I don't mind the smells. So I'm ready for an Indian empire. Welcome to the best things in life podcast with Kevin Hamoki. Welcome to another episode of the Best Things in Life podcast with me, Kevin Amoki. This is my podcast. If this is your first time checking out the pod, the way that this one works is that I determine the best thing in any given subject. Today, I'm talking about the best Roman emperor, the best Italian to ever rule the country of Italy and its surrounding neighbors in the ancient world, you know. If you have made it this far, thank you for giving the podcast a chance. If you can, if you like, comment, subscribe, share on all the social medias, you know, the best things in life podcast or follow me at Kevin Amoki. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about the Roman emperors. Why? Because it has been on the minds recently on the many, many of men around the world. And I have the question has been, you know, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? And to be honest, I think of it hourly, daily, every second of my life. <laughs> well, look, I think of it pretty often. Why? Because I always like to compare the times of now to the times of yesteryear. You know, uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, how would my life be if I lived in 1800s England? Or if I, if I lived in, uh, you know ancient Egyptian times, you know, or, or uh, of course, the most popular, if I lived with the Romans, you know, their pagan ways, I think I'd be a pretty good pagan. I think I would, I would enjoy the debauchery and, uh, you know, doing weird shit. You know, I'm a big fan. And dude, have you guys seen the movie Spartacus or I mean the, the TV show, the, the four seasons of the show Spartacus. I mean, the amount of orgies, and gluttony and then listen you think mma is cool you think you think mma oh shit wait up yeah for anyways look guys i record my podcast from random parking lots today i found one um i i just found one that that's weird it's like in an alleyway 
or whatever. It's not, it's not as big as I usual. And I, I usually try, try to find spots where I don't think there's going to be foot traffic, but there's vehicle traffic today. I seem to be near an, an industrial area where there's going to be a lot of moving vehicles. So if you hear parking trucks, I mean, construction trucks, trains, planes, automobiles, my bad. I did not think this one through, you know, but dude, back to the Roman Empire and how often I think about it. I think about it often. You know, I look at the times we are in now and how, let's be honest, if, if you guys are paying attention to any anything in the news, we're this Western, this North American uh, empire, this uh, Western world, we done. We're done. I mean, uh, look, if you look at the history, again, history does not dictate the future. But if you look at light history of things, you'll you'll often see that that most empires have a uh, a specific timeline, you know, a, a general life term. Right now, the thing is, is, as time has gotten and as more countries and more people have been divided, m- shorter empires are starting to pop up. You know, back in the day, you would have, you know, the Egyptian empire or the Chinese empire that would last thousands of years, you know, through dynasties and all that stuff. And then you'd slowly work your way to the Middle Ages and stuff. And then, you know, maybe, maybe these empires would go for like six, seven hundred years. The, the Roman empire actually took. Roughly, I mean, because the Roman Empire kind of morphed into like the Byzantine and uh, the, 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 you know, kind of kind of morphed into the Middle Ages and the whole Jerusalem Crusades. But if we're going to go with prime time uh, Roman Empire, it roughly took place between 27 BC and 500 AD. Prior to that, again, you guys are probably like. How's this guy know? He does, he's doing a podcast from a Mustang. I I actually love the topic, right? And now here's the thing. When it comes to history, do I know everything? Absolutely not. Do I pick and choose what I want? Yes. Do does sometimes do movies and and TV shows sometimes, you know, blur my 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 image of the past? Of course. But at the end of the day, you are the one that clicked on a podcast about a guy. Who's going to tell you the best thing? And primarily a guy that's doing it from a, from a 2009 Ford Mustang at random parking lots. with Which may or may not have people that may interrupt me during this thing. So so, so the onus is on you. Okay. <laughs> but dude, the Roman Empire between 27 and 500 AD. Prior to that, you are talking about there was the, the Roman Republic. It was more of a republic which kind of formed... Right around after, you know, because there was the Greek world, right? That happened prior to that. And then it slowly morphed into a, a, a democracy and all that stuff. But then an empire came, right? And uh, so, yeah, dude, approximately, I mean, yeah, 500 year lifespan, right? And then, and then you're looking at other, uh, other uh, more recent times. The, the English empire was like maybe 400, 400 years or so. Right. You know, them being at the top of the world. And now the American, the great American empire, we're looking at, okay, they were established 1776. And, you know, they didn't really come into like, you know, their own until maybe eh, the 18s, whatever. Right. 18, 18, 18, mid 18s. Right. So you're looking at maybe a, what, a 200, not even a 200 year empire. 
and they're slowly starting to show the cracks, right? I mean, the North American in general, right? So, yeah, dude, emperor, emperors come and go, but my soldiers stay eternal. Tupac, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, dude, um, the Roman Empire, I did really want to focus on the, on the prime golden times. I'm going to be going through, I think, about eight of them. The truth is, look, when it comes to Roman emperors and the way I'm going to be deciding it is... Look, there's famous guys, famous emperors who were like just straight up assholes and like caused chaos and destruction. And the truth is, in a way, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need you need destruction and chaos so that you can rebuild, reform, re reorganize. Right. Sometimes you have to hit bottom in order to jump to new heights. I just created that quote, write it down on a stone somewhere. Um, but yeah, r- roughly the Roman Empire was ruled by approximately 28 or 82, 82 uh, emperors and all that stuff. And in that time, maybe 10 were actually good men in terms of like our today's standard of like, you know, they tried their best. Most of them just got the job done. And a lot of them, uh, were really big assholes. I mean, just to throw them out there, guys like Nero, Caligula, these guys would like kill their own family members, uh, burn burn cities, torture their own people, right? So, so, so there are there are assholes, right? So I didn't want to focus on those guys. I wanted to, fo- but the thing is, the truth is, those types of guys again set up uh, stepping ladders for the next guy, right? Maybe there's the asshole, and then followed by the hero, right? Sometimes you can't have Batman without the Joker. You can't have, I'm thinking of another bad guy that's set up. You can't have Oppenheimer without the Japanese, right? So <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah, um, today I wanted to really focus on guys that really did good for the empire by either protecting the empire, by either expanding the empire uh, by bringing in rule or by building uh, things that that to this day the Romans are known for. I mean, there you know, there's that saying that you know all roads lead to Rome, right? And the truth is that that saying is because the Romans literally built so many roads that eventually got morphed into real life or not really modern day highways and and all that stuff, right? So they built roads so that they could march their armies to defend their borders and to to expand right so that that's what the romans were, were were really known for 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 not only for because here's the thing the truth is there had been and there are are a lot of empires where their whole thing was about basically uh you know expanding the borders pillaging taking over but they never really turned uh you know they never really turned um those places into home right what i'm saying is like when the Romans went into Spain or when they went into Persia or when they went into Greece, they set up cities that were built to look like Rome and felt Rome and have it. That's why, dude, if you go around the world, you'll find like, uh, just to give example, you know, there's places in Spain that have Roman architecture and aqueducts. There's places in Turkey. There's places uh, even in North Africa. Right in North Africa that have a lot of uh, Roman 
work. I mean, as far as uh, Hadrian's Wall, which we'll talk about later, Hadrian's Wall, which is in northern uh, northern England, right? Which 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 separated the basically was the most northern point of the of the Roman Empire, right? So. Yeah, dude, the, the, the Romans really knew how to not only expand, but also protect. And then also, I guess you call it gentrifying nowadays, but they basically made the, you know, and, and I think that that ultimately is the key to any successful empire is you want to not only expand your product, right? And your belief system, but you also want to, you also want to integrate, right? You know, that's why America did so well for the longest time. They exported the American dream. Come to America where you can have a car, you know, three kids, a house, and all that stuff, right? So the, and the world bought that, bought their money, bought everything, loved their Hollywood movies, you know, you and all that stuff. And then, like all good things, it came to a horrible end, or it's slowly ending in a very fizzled out way, right? But we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we have one last breath, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe the North American dream. I mean, listen, I'm, I live in Canada and, uh, you know, we, the guy that we got now, I mean, you know, he recently, uh, praised a Nazi, you know, but I don't want to get into the politics. Okay. This is about ancient Roman times, not our current, uh, issues. So yeah, dude, the Roman empire, one of the greats, many have ruled it. Only few have been the best. And I'll tell you about that. Right. You know, but dude, yeah, when it comes to. When it comes to empires, it really makes you think about what what it does it take to be successful, you know, and when's next. So, I don't know, man. Like, so for instance, right now, the the West is looking like it's gonna bomb. The West is looking look, look looking gone, you know. If I if I had to pick the next great empire of the world, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, maybe it's gonna be America again. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe it's going to be Russia. They'll, they'll, they'll drop the nukes and take over the world. Or maybe it's going to be China because they got the numbers. But you know who I think is going to be the next empire? India. India. Why India? I mean, let's, let's look at some of the recent things they've done. They've recently built rockets to go into space. You know, which is cool. Um, what else have Indians done? India, biggest, big ass freaking population. One of one of the biggest populations in the world. Not only that, but dude, they, they have colonies everywhere. They've expanded and set roots in, in everywhere. I mean, you look at England, England has, you know, I think he's Pakistani. Either way, India, uh, you know, England has, has, has a huge, uh, Indian population. Canada, I mean, just Toronto alone, we, we have a, we have a, you know, an Indian, um, colony called Brampton, right? So, India is has their 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 roots in every place around the world, right? There's Indians in in Jamaica. There's Indians in China. There's Indians in South America. Indians are everywhere. But not only that, but Indians are integral part of almost every workforce. Force, you know, whether it's transportation, a majority of truckers and Amazon delivery dudes, India, you know, medical, most doctors. I think two of my doctors were Indian, you know, and all that stuff. Listen, double doubles. Do you like Tim Hortons? Do you like coffee? Most Tim Hortons, India. So what I'm saying is that, dude, India has found a way to be an integral part 
of almost every place around the world. If all of a sudden they decided to change or somehow be like, hey, let's begin Operation Curry and just shut everything down. Dude, Amazon, truck drivers, Tim Hortons, uh, all of Brampton would go ghost mode, right? And not only that, but dude, Indians have like the hardest work ethic. They're, they're almost, they're almost supernatural or super soldiers, you know, dude, man, I was once talking to a, an Indian guy, uh, like an Indian coworker named, his name is Mr. Singh. And I was like, Hey man, how, how many, how many hours of work this week? And he's like, what are you talking about, brother? What are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, man, I work like, you know, eight hours, but you know, I, I don't really want to do overtime. And he's like, brother. I work all the hours, 24 hours, you know? So, so dude, these guys are machines. They will work 24 hours, no washroom breaks. You know, how do you defeat that? AI, stupid robots, not going to happen. So I think, I think in the long term, I think in the long term, uh, India is going to slowly, slowly creep in to number one slowly going to creep into number one and you know we're all gonna we're all gonna be under the great indian empire you know personally i don't mind it i love i love curry i love tikka masala i love butter chicken right i love roti i love dal you know i don't mind i don't mind the smells right so i'm ready for i'm ready for an indian empire you know now i'll visit the colony of brampton when i have to okay so I love chicken tikka masala. Um, mm, chicken tikka or no butter chicken is just too creamy, but it, it is good, good, great with rice. Um, chicken tikka, man, chicken tikka, a little nice spice on that shit, you know. Anyways, <laughs> let's back to Romans. Let's talk about the Roman stuff, you know. Um, yeah, dude, I'm gonna be going through ten of ten of the best. I'm gonna be basically going through uh uh. You know, I'll tell you, but obviously I'll tell you their names. I'll tell you, because here's the thing with a lot of Roman emperors and Romans in general. Uh, a lot of Romans were born with a particular name, but then as they rised in position, they would either adopt or take names of either their predecessors or people in history. That So, so for example, it would be like, uh, it'd be like me taking on, uh, oh, my name is Kevin Amoki, but I'm actually Kevin Amoki, Michael Jordan, uh, Jeff Bezos, the the Bill Gates, the third Musk, <laughs> right? So that's that's how Romans really work. They they basically try to to take the names of other greats that people would associate and all that stuff. You know who the who the coolest freaking name is? You know who the coolest name is? Maximus, especially Maximus from from Gladiator. Maximus Decimus. I remember Maximus Decimus. Meridius, you know, Maxim, dude, guys, do you guys remember the movie Gladiator? Especially the part where, like, you know, he, he was being a gladiator for a while and the emperor finally, like, you know, sees him but doesn't really know who he is. And then he takes off his mask and then he does that line. He's like, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of, Fe of the Felix legions and loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius. And then he's like, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. 
in this life or the next. I mean, bone chilling, bone chilling intro, right? Dude, honestly, I would use that. I would, I would love to use that, that line, like either for like a job or like to pick up a chick. Could you imagine if I used that line as a pickup line? Like, my name is Kevin Amoki, host of the Best Things in Life podcast, Apex champion, <laughs> you know, <laughs> driver of a Ford Mustang, rider of a Harley Davidson, and I will have your number in this life or the next. <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, you you guys can figure it out. That that shit ain't gonna fly. But anyways, guys, let's get into the best uh, Roman emperor, and we're gonna go. I'm gonna be going in chronological order, so that way you can see like the progression of what the works they did, the battles that they had to do, and all that stuff. So basically, I'm gonna tell you about who they were, when when their power, when their rule of power happened, when they ruled. I'm going to tell you about, you know, some of the military stuff they did, some of the the public uh, works that they did. And, you know, whether it's through things they built or systems they developed and all that stuff. And then I'll just kind of give you a general information. Now, at the end of the day, when it comes to picking, I want somebody that basically was a militarily strong guy, was a publicly loved guy. And what else? Yeah, somebody that was loved by the to find that balance, militarily strong, but also publicly loved, because it's very hard. It's very hard to, to 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 do what needs to be done to protect your country, but then also please the people and make sure that their well being is taken care of. It's very hard. Clearly, even guys today have a hard problem problem doing it. So, yeah. So, anyways, let's get into now. Before I do, I want to. I wanna, I guess I got to state this for, for for anybody that's not into history, but a lot of people are probably expecting to hear the name Julius Caesar, Julius Gaius Julius Caesar. The truth is, is that Julius Caesar was never really a, a, an emperor. Uh, the thing is, is that he was actually assassinated before he could truly take power. What happened was prior to to be emperors basically ruling is that they had a democracy and and Gaius Julius Caesar was basically just a war hero going around conquering lands like Gaul and 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 and, 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 and Germania and, and all these places and he really wanted to see a change because he felt like shit back home wasn't doing well so he ended up marching on on to basically there's a story of him crossing the rubicon which is a river and basically was like a point of no return because it was like him turning his 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 guns back on his own country so that he could take it and rule it so he did this uh but he was assassinated basically before anything could really take over so from from from, from a technical point of view he he started the action of emperor but he was never technically an emperor himself, you know? So now that we know that, don't expect to hear Julius Gaius. Gaius Julius Caesar, you know? The first guy that we're going to talk about, though, is one that basically carried on his torch. I'm talking about Augustus, also known as Gaius Julius Caesar Octavi Octavianus. 
sometimes you could know, so you'll hear like you know Octavius or whatever, right? But basically, Augustus was emperor between 27 BC, so right after, right after, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Right after Julius Caesar died, and uh, he ruled all the way until 14 AD, I believe, 41 years, which is one of the longest streaks of, of any of the Roman emperors. Um, basically, what happened was uh, Octavian or was like an adoptive son of Julius Caesar. Uh, and then, you know, when he died, he, he vowed to avenge him. So he basically led a lot of, a lot of wars against basically, uh, uh, Julius Caesar's, uh, you know, backstabbing enemies, you know, like, uh, Pompey and who's the Brutus and all, and all those dudes or whatever. Right. So, uh, and then he had the help of, of another famous dude named Mark Anthony. Right. But Mark Anthony ended up going to Egypt getting pussy whipped by Cleopatra and was like, uh, yeah, dude, you know, I kind of want to rule my own thing, uh, you know, and I'm going to be the emperor from here. And, and Octavius was like, no, 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 I'm doing the actual job. So anyways, long story short, Augustus, after defeating Mark Anthony and, and, and Cleopatra came back and set up the, 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 the Roman empire and all that stuff in terms of public stuff though. You know, he built things like the Forum of Augustus, the Temple of Apollo, the Temple of Jupiter, the Theater of Marcellus, the Senate House, and the Forum of Caesar. But the thing that made Augustus special was that he established something called the Pax Romana, which was like the the, the Roman peace. Basically, during during his after his little spat with with Mark Anthony, he set up a basically a Roman peacetime where they didn't really expand. They basically just enjoyed. A peaceful time during his reign. He also created, you know, the, the the Praetorian Guard, which is basically Rome's first police. So he basically created a really safe uh, and and lucrative environment uh, that started the whole thing. So, I mean, yeah, for, I mean, basically carrying on from what Julius Caesar did, and basically improving upon and creating an established empire. Uh, Augustus. I mean, Augustus is the is is the way to go. You know. Now, the next dude on my list is Vespian, Vespi, uh, Vespasian, Vespasian, Titus Flavius Vespasian later changed his name to Caesar Vespianus Augustus. Uh, he was emperor between 69 and 79 AD, so about 10 years. Um, in terms of military battle, his main things was he was taking, he took care of the Jews. See, at the time, the Jews were... Uh, you know, they, they'd escaped Egypt, they were setting up shop, and they were predominantly looked as second-rate class citizens and all that stuff, borderline slaves and all that stuff. But there was a big revolt. In in 66 AD, there was the first revolt of the Jews. He, he defeated them uh, as a general. And then in uh, 70 AD, uh, the siege of Jerusalem, a.k.a. the second revolt of the Jews, uh, he ended up defeating them again as emperor, you know, uh, in terms of public works and stuff that he did for the public, uh, in 71 AD, he created the Aqua Claudia, uh, which was basically a, um, an aqueduct, right? So carried water to the south, basically created, uh, it, it carried aqueduct. He basically created water so that it could get to the, su the south of Rome, right? Um, what else did he do? He created the temple of defied Claudius. And then 
this thing that you guys probably know him for, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but now you know, he created the Flavian Amphitheater, but you might know it as the Colosseum. Near the end of his reign at around 79 AD, he started work on the Colosseum. He wanted to create something for the public because at the end of the day, if you can keep the public entertained and happy, they're not going to kill you, right? So he created this gigantic thing, which still to this day is, a, you know, marveled by the world. You know, the thing that also made him important is that he came after Nero, right? So Nero, for those that don't know, he was just an asshole. He, he killed people, killed his own family members, was psychotic, was brutal. And, and you know, you know, and the Romans hated him. So he kind of came in and was like, hey, wait a minute. Let me fix things. And then let, let me also give you guys something of value, right? So he he basically brought things back into order. Um, and he was also the first of the Flavian dynasty, which included himself, Titus, and Domitian. Uh, these guys were basically emperors after who kind of, basically his family kind of took care, care of things for a while. So again, I think uh, Vesp Vespasian, was kind of a guy that they needed at the time to bring things back to order, especially after Nero, you know? Now, the next guy on my list is Trajan, T-R-A-J-A-N, uh, also known as Marcus Ulip. Guys, I'm going to butcher these freaking things. His name is Marcus Ulpius Tyrannus, and then he later changed it to Caesar Divi. Navare, Flyus, Nera, Tyrannus, Optimus, Augustus. God damn, that's a long name. But he was emperor from 98 to 117 AD. Pretty much in terms of military battles, he had uh, uh, in 106, he took over Dacia, which is modern day Romania and all that stuff. But he, after that, he started to do a lot of public works and basically built a lot of things for Rome. He created Trajan's Column, which still to this day uh, stands in the center of Rome. Uh, he has the Aqua Terrania, a 32.5 aqueduct from Lake Branchiano to Rome. Uh, what else? The Palatine Hill upgrades. Uh, the Trajan Market, massive commercial market with luxury residents. Uh, in 110, he had Trajan's Forum. Uh, and he was also the first emperor to be born outside of Italy. He was actually born in modern-day Spain. You know, militarily and, 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 and publicly, he was probably the most beloved, and especially after taking over Dacia, because Dacia was a really hard place to conquer. He proved that he had military prowess. So in terms of, in terms of military power, in terms of building things that the people loved, and he also created a welfare system. Uh, I think he ended up coming back and setting up a system to pay for orphans and, and stuff like that. So ultimately, just an all-around straight A's, got everything done for, for, the, for the people. You know? Now, the next guy on my list uh, literally came... Yeah. Next guy is Hadrian. Hadrian, a.k.a. Publius... Elias Hadrianus, later Caesar Tyrannus Hadrianus Augustus. He was emperor from 117 to 138 AD. Uh, he was part of the, the Second Jewish War in 136. Um, in terms of public works, Hadrian was really a guy who, I think the guy previous prior to him, had kind of expanded the Roman empires to, you know, Germania, North 
and a couple of southern places and all that stuff. But Hadrian really was about the um, defending and building borders. They had conquered so much that at this point they were like, hey, wait a minute. We, we can't just keep on expanding and lose places and come and go. No, we got to set definite borders. So he started doing that. So he was obviously famous for building Hadrian's Wall, the iconic wall that was in northern Britain that uh, basically from uh, the Irish Sea to the North Sea. You know, he also started uh, creating the work of the Pantheon, considered the best preserved ancient structure in Rome and arguably on Earth. Uh, he, he had the Temple of the Defied Traian, Temple of the Roman Venus, the Mausoleum of Hadrian, which is modern day Castle St. Angelo. Um, the thing is with him is that he was a very he was a lover of Greek culture. So he wasn't really about expanding the empire he truly was about making the borders strong and that's what he did he built walls he built he built settlements he built things that lasted even to this day so hadrian in terms of a man that built things no one topped him uh the next one i gotta go with antonio pius uh aka titus aurelius flavius bionis iris antonius Later, he changed his name to Caesar, Titus, Aeolus, Hadrianus, Antonius, Augustus, Pius. God damn it, these guys have got more names than a Mexican. Um, he was emperor from 138 to 161 AD. Uh, militarily wise, he didn't really get into many major battles. Uh, but in terms of public works, he created you know, the Column of Antony Pius, the Temple of uh, the Diva Faustina, the truth is, during his time, he took over. Let me. Did he take over? Yeah, he took over right after Hadrian. So Hadrian had really defended the place, and he had basically taken over during peace times. And during his his reign, there was no turmoil, no wars, no coup d'état. Nobody wanted to take over. He truly was a good man running an empire. That's why there's the saying like he was a very pious man, right? He was a very pious, very holy, very just a good dude um and there's even like a story of him killing a uh uh he punished a guy for for killing a slave now at this time it was like like hey, wait a minute i could do whatever i want but you know he, he really set up these human rights law basically saying no no, no, no we're not going to be assholes and all that stuff so yeah dude in terms of a good guy just a straight up like 100 good guy antonio pius number one on the list uh, the next guy on my list, probably my favorite because I've read his book. I am talking about Marcus Aurelius, also known as Marcus Annius Versius, later changed his name to Caesar, Marcus Aurelius, Antonius Augustus. He was, uh, I got that one, right? He was emperor from uh, 161 to 180 AD. Uh, pretty much he, he was not really too many battles, but the ones that he did were important. In 161, he he took over Parthia, which is modern-day Iran. Uh, and then near the end of his work, uh, from 166 to 180, he, he, he took over Germania, the north, which is basically northern Europe, you know, Germany and all those places. Um, but the thing that, that, that makes uh, Marcus Aurelius really well-known is that he, he wrote a journal that ended up becoming a book to this day that, that still has been read. It's called Meditations. And basically, it really set up uh, Marcus Aurelius as like a stoic philosopher. 
even to look back into the time, you would think that these people were savages, wild-minded, but the truth is that they were intellectual. He was he was uh, in-depth about the human condition and all that stuff. Um, but the only thing is, I mean, he, he pretty much his throughout his, he made all the right calls throughout his entire career, but near the end of his life, he ended up giving his son Commodus uh, to be his successor, which um, Commodus ended up being just an asshole. You see the movie Gladiator, you, you know, that was just a light telling of it, right? Um, yeah, so dude, I think, uh, yeah, dude, Marcus Aurelius, just in terms of a nobleman, right? You know, no one did it better, right? And if you want to read his work, Meditations, I highly recommend it. Uh, the next one on my list is Aurelian, aka Lucius Domitus, Domitus Aurelianus, from 27, 270 to 275 AD, very short term. Um, basically, he was a guy that uh, in 2070 expelled the Vandals, the Goths, and the Juganti. In 272, he did the conquest of Polymerini Empire, achieved significant territory in the Middle East. Uh, he also reconquest and uh, the reconquest of Gaul, retaking lost ground uh, in modern day France and Britain. And he basically. Uh, yeah, he built from 271 to 275, he built the Aurelian Walls, which to this day uh, still stands. Now, the thing is, at this time between 270 and 275, the Roman Empire started to show cracks, started to fail. It had lost places like Gaul and, and Middle East and all that stuff. So he basically was kind of a guy that's like, hey, no, wait a minute. We have one last breath. Let's take over what we can take over, right? So he tried to restore it to its heights back in the Marcus Aurelius day, you know, tried to, you know, take over the thing. The thing is, there are stories of him being a very cruel guy and a very, uh, at points he was even called himself a god. But the truth is, is that he was kind of like the last, he was kind of like the last, like the last hurrah for, for, for the, for the Romans and, 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 and you know, to, to do all that stuff, right? So, yeah, dude. Aurelian. Aurelian, you know? Now, the next guy, and this guy's going to be my last guy because the truth is, after this, the empire does change. I'm talking about Constantine the Great, a.k.a. Flavianus Constantinus. He was emperor from 280 to 337 AD. Pretty much, I mean, battle-wise, you're looking at uh, the Battle of Alamanni. The Battle of the Melvian Bridge, which led to the organization of Christianity. You know, uh, in 332, he fought the Visigoths, 334, the Samaritans. So basically, Constantinus or Constantine the Great, he was born as a pagan, Roman pagan. But halfway through, eventually after a couple of battles, he found at first he was tolerant of Christianity. And then I think he eventually converted good to christianity you know that's why in public works he set up a new basilica the temple of max maxitinus now basilica of constantine uh what else did he do he did he did the arch of constantine and then in the early fourth century he he did set up saint peter's basilica you know and all that stuff so yeah he was a what was he Pagan legalized Christianity with the signing of the Edict of Milan, and he also was the first one to move. So at this time, this is where the the, the change of power happened. Before the capital of the Roman world was Rome, 
But what happened was he eventually changed the capital of the Roman world to Byzantium. That eventually became into a city called Constantinople. Now you might know that place as Turkey. So basically, uh, he was the first guy to basically, he was the bridge between the old pagan Roman emperors and the new Christian uh, uh, Romans, uh, basically the old Eastern Roman Empire, sometimes also known as the Byzantine Empire. Again, I, truly, this is where the, 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 the you know, does he make the list as a Roman? Yes and no, but he, he ended it, but also set up the next generation, which was the Byzantine Empire. So, yeah, dude, Constantine, kind of kind of the change of power, kind of the change in the world, you know, all the way, you know, it's, it's cool to think that, you know, 300 years after Julius Caesar, you know, then they're, they're, they're now changing to a new capital, into a new religion and new things or whatever, right? So it makes you think. So, yeah, Constantine the Great. There's a reason why it's called the Great. So, in terms of the best Roman Empire, best Roman Emperor, look, off the bat, there's a reason why they say first is the best, second is the worst, third is the one with the hairy chest. Uh, Augustus, I mean, he set up the very foundation that the rest of the uh, dudes would follow. So, Augustus, off the bat, uh, is one to mess with. Um... And then my favorite, I just think, I just think in terms of his logic, in terms of his work, in terms of getting into the minds of the Romans at the time, Marcus Aurelius, right? I mean, you know, he 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 was a balanced dude from battles to, to to actually doing good for the public. He did a lot of good stuff. So Marcus Aurelius, thing is, his you know setting up his son was kind of a big mistake, right? And then I think if I had to say a guy that really kind of got the, you know, in terms of, in terms of military expansion, but in terms of setting up and building a lot of great things that last today, I got to put Trajan. Trajan is up there, you know? So I think the best Roman emperor is. I think gold time, gold, gold. I, you know, I got to say Trajan. Trajan is the best emperor. I think that obviously Augustus did a lot to set up the foundation, but to carry his work through and really reach new heights, I got to go with Trajan. And then I think, yeah, I got to go with Trajan, you know? Uh, well, yeah, dude, what about first? Yeah, yeah, yeah welfare system built a lot of things that still last today a lot of aqueducts which which carried stuff so and roads were built under him so i gotta say Trayan. so anyways guys that's the best things in life podcast i've been kevin amoki and remember what we do in this life echoes in an eternity <laughs>